This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Jordan Hill. With me this week is Rusty Mansell. We have got a lot to talk about this week. A big game coming up, obviously, on Saturday with Tennessee coming to town. Uh, start with this past weekend, Rusty. How did the uh, the cocktail party treat you? What was sort of uh, the setup for you as you were watching that game? Well, it, it was uh, by myself as my seven-year-old, eight-year-old was having a uh, Halloween party Saturday night. So I came upstairs and kind of locked in uh, before all the madness hit. But, uh, you know, watching that game, um, you know, I went back and watched it a second time last night on the defensive side of the football. And really, you know, that third quarter was, it is what it is. You had some turnovers against a good football team. It's going to cost you points. And that's exactly what happened. If you take away those, that probably that five or six, seven minutes there, Georgia dominated his game. And I thought the defensive line played maybe its best game. They couldn't get Anthony Richardson to the ground, but they're not going to face anybody like Anthony Richardson the rest of the year. I mean, that guy is a, he is a six, five, six, four. He's hard to get. He was running through arm tackles. Now, Hendon Hooker's a big guy a lot more polished passer at this point in stage of his career. So he brings different things to you and hit hooker will move, but Anthony Richardson was running through arm tackles and, and it, and Georgia had a problem getting him to the ground. But what I take is that you look at that last fourth down, the move Jalen Carter made on that guard, like the guy didn't get his hands on him, a swim move. Now he didn't get Anthony Richardson to the ground, but he created pressure, flushed him from the pocket, cost him to throw, throw it away. So, and there's a little different things, but that wasn't a sack, but it was a pressure and it led to a, you know, a, a change of possession. So we could go on and on about that game, but I think Georgia did, uh, you know, what they needed to do. We're going to find out today uh, on Nolan Smith. I think that's big news either way. I think we're going to find out today. We'll find out from Kirby what he said. My gut feeling he's not playing this week, so we'll see uh, what comes out of it. Yeah, we're definitely going to ask about Nolan. And Rusty's written, you know, uh, his rewatch notes. I just put mine up probably 10, 15 minutes ago from that Florida game. So I'd recommend everybody go and look at it. And I will say, I should have tracked down in uh, Jacksonville who was keeping the QB hurries because they didn't give Jalen Carter any. And I don't know what exactly they were watching. He was all over the place. Let me tell you something. Whoever did that had a hell of a tailgate because they were checked out. I agree. Well, let's turn the focus. We're going to have three podcasts this week. This is the first one. This is all about recruiting. You know, we have talked in the lead up the last few weeks, honestly, about what this game could be. And, you know, it's worked out where both teams, Georgia and Tennessee, have gotten to this week undefeated. 
let's start, Rusty, with the magnitude of this weekend. You know, how this compares as far as the the caliber of players we expect on hand and, and maybe the last time Georgia has had a recruiting weekend quite as big as this one. You know, I'm trying to look. I think the first Georgia game I ever went to was in 1984 or 83, I believe. It was Georgia versus Mississippi State. So I've been going to Georgia games for a long time. Uh, I've been to Miami. I'm kind of one of those checklist guys. I've been to Miami, Florida State. Uh, I've been to an Alabama-Auburn game. I mean, I've tried to hit all these big games to try to get atmospheres and just because I love college football, just to enjoy things. And, you know, this game, obviously on paper, one versus two. Uh, at this moment with AP, the AP poll, Tennessee tie with Ohio State. I think Tennessee could be number one in college football playoff rankings tomorrow night, which would be Kirby Smart probably would think everybody on that committee if Tennessee were number one. Any kind of angle he can use for, get for his team, I'm sure he would. But getting back to that, you know, the atmosphere, what you expect is history. You know, nobody really knows how to what, what's coming now. You can take sample sizes. That Notre Dame game was a night game, 2019. I do think on the recruiting side, that was one of the most stacked uh, recruiting um, weekends I've ever seen. I mean, when you go back and look at the guys over there, we'll go back and go over that. But, you know, that was a huge weekend. I think Georgia's going to have a ton, a ton of top 2024. I mean, some of the best players in the country will be here. There'll be a good bit of 2023s. Uh, but the 2024 class and 2025 class that some people may not know, but who I know because of what I do, like these will be some of the top 10, 15, 20, top 20 players in the country. And I guarantee you this, Georgia is going to turn away a lot of players this weekend because you only get, you know, a certain amount of tickets and that's it. So uh, there's going to be a lot of players that don't get in. I hate to be in that meeting trying to decide who's getting in and who's not, but uh, it's going to be a who's who this weekend, and we're going to have it covered all week. But we did last night release. We're going to talk about George if you want to. We released the, what I know is at least three OV official visitors right now. That's Sam and Pimba, the five-star uh, edge defender out of IMG. He's been to Georgia, I think, three times this year. It'll be his fourth trip. Uh, he's a guy that I think right now I would project in Georgia's class. And, you know, as an edge defender, that's that's what Georgia's really, I think, needs. And uh, they've got Gabe Harris from IMG already, so they would like to add uh, certainly this one, uh, you got, um, you've got DeAndre Moore out of, um, out of California. And this is a guy that's interesting for me, um, Jordan, that on an off week, Brian McClendon goes all the way to California to St. John Bosco to watch a Louisville wide receiver committee. He's ranked number 76 overall in the country. Um, he's in the top 100 players, six foot, 185 wide receiver. So then you got Davin Hobbs, who's making his uh, fifth official visit. Georgia offered him at the end of July. First time they got a chance to look at him. Uh, he went to Alabama the next day. They offered him. So everything I know right now, he's from North Carolina. This is Georgia, Tennessee, and Alabama. Georgia wanted to go last, and they're going last. So this will be his fifth OV. So obviously it'll be a big weekend for he and his family. Tell me a little bit about what you know about DeAndre Moore. I know when we were talking, that was a name that popped out to me, him being a Louisville commit and a guy with a lot of talent. And we know Georgia has really put a focus on receiver in that class. Mm -hmm. uh, just what stands out about DeAndre? You know, for me, it's explosive. And, you know, I think Georgia has players with really good hands. I think Georgia has players with length. Um, you know, when you watch – um, and let's just say it, when you watch Ohio State wide receivers, you kind of hold your breath because if you miss a tackle in space, they're gone. 
And I think DeAndre Moore is that type of guy. I think he, uh, from everything I've talked with people kind of about him, you know, they throw around that dog mentality. And that kind of means that you love football and you're tough and you really want to, you know, you really want, you want to be the guy. So, you know, with that, I think that's kind of what you look at him. He's six foot, 185. So he's got enough size, enough length, you know, no concerns there with speed, those types of things. He plays at a major program in California. Uh, so, you know, he's developed route running, those types of things. So uh, I, I just think this says a lot that Brian McClendon went all the way to the West Coast on an off week. Uh, and that, that tells you the priority he is for Georgia. You talked about the fact that they're going to have to turn people away and, and God bless whoever on the staff is they're going to be drawing straws for who it has to, has to tell some of these guys that they well, can't come. And, yeah. and, that, and look, that, Jordan, that is, that is big boy recruiting because, you know, those coaches are going to walk in there in that recruiting office and say, Hey, I need this, this, and this. And they're going to say, coach, we don't have it. And I know that's mind boggling to people, but, that's the way it goes on. You know, that Alabama LSU a couple of years ago, what was game of the century, whatever, uh, what was it, nine to six, the final, something like that. Yeah. You know, I, there were so many kids trying to get in. I remember talking to players and parents, and they're like, hey, you know, we can't get in down there this weekend. And that's just the way it is. So I think with George, they're going to have to make decisions on who gets in. Now, they're not going to turn away a ton because, uh, you know, just only so many kids get it. But there's going to be kids that, that they're unable to go that they would like to have there. Uh, but you can imagine the 2023s and the 2024s will probably be priority um, that 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 um, will be on that kind of list. Kind of a simple question, but what needs to go right for Georgia to maximize this weekend? You know, we we can talk about names and talk about people who will show up, but to get the most out of this weekend from a recruiting uh, perspective. Well, this is when you this is where having so many people in the office pays off because you need organization, you need those people. Um, you know, what happens, I think you, people saw what Kirby Smart said about, you know, what's his favorite time of, of a game. And he said, because you can see prospects before and after, you know, Kirby Smart doesn't walk into a room in pregame and start shaking hands at tables. He has an office underneath the, the, the stands and in the locker room, he has his own office and they'll bring those players to him. Uh, the ones that are, you know, scheduled to meet with him, and he'll meet with them one-on-one. The next guy comes in, so he'll meet with so many players before the game. He'll do his press conference. They'll save some of those kids, and they'll meet after the game. Now, there'll also be official visitors. So with official visitors, there'll be dinner Saturday night with those guys. And then Sunday morning, they'll go to Kirby Smart's house, I believe, and they have breakfast, and they'll do, you know, the final one-on-one meetings. So, uh, you know, those official visitors will get that chance too. So there's – I think it's just organization, getting the right kids to Kirby Smart, uh, getting the right coaches to meet with this guy because you have to say, hey, so-and-so is here and let that coach know. And um, I remember a couple of years ago, and it was by accident. I mean, it was it was by accident, and it was probably 2013, 2014. It was back when Georgia had the old locker room on the other end, and there was a five-star there that the door basically got shut in his face. He was unable to get into the locker room after the game. And that was it. That was it for Georgia. And and it, and it wasn't obviously done on purpose, but that was a lasting impression. They wound up losing that young man basically that day because of, you know, the door got shut in his face and nobody knew that, that he wasn't in there with a certain amount of recruits. So uh, it happens. But with Kirby Smart, there's 10 times the people working those recruiting offices. So, 
um, you know, it, that those those type of things. And, and plus they have a ton of room now that recruiting lounge is, is a game changer for them. Yeah, just a little bit more space than they had back oh, in the day. Yeah, yeah I mean, to credit to the staff before then, I mean, it just there wasn't room. I mean, it just is what it is. You're trying to funnel a bunch of people into a little tunnel. I'm surprised it didn't happen more. Just but now that that new space uh, for those recruits to be able to do you, Jordan, do you remember they used to have to bring the recruits through the bleachers at halftime to bring them up to the recruiting lounge? Yeah. I mean, to have to think about that now to have a hundred recruits have to walk the entire lower level of Sanford Stadium to get to a lounge and then walk the steps all the way back down to the field. That that's that's that was the way it was back then. That is certainly not the case anymore. I was gonna say thing of the past for sure. Thing of the past, sure. We'll take a quick break, but we'll come back, talk a little bit more recruiting, talk about what we're expecting from this weekend, but uh, we'll take a quick break first. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer. Two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets. Welcome back, everybody. Well, Rusty, before we talk more about this weekend, I want to pull this question from the chat. Uncle Glenn Hartley says, is it possible for the dogs to end up with the number one class? I'm assuming this is the 2023 cycle. Just where do you think this class stands right now? And what would need to happen for Georgia to make that jump up? Well, they're always a threat to have the number one class with Kirby Smart. But this is what I tell people that always ask me that. Um, I, I feel certain Georgia's always going to finish in the top four unless something crazy happens. Um, you know, there's some, you know, NIL changes the game now uh, with, with things like that. But you know, I think everybody would like to see Georgia add at least at least one more, potentially two more edge guys to go with Gabe Harris. Obviously, Damon Wilson, that's a very close-watched uh, recruitment. Sam and Pimba is a five-star. Uh, I think the big thing people watch is the second running back in this class. Georgia flipped Roderick Robinson out of California from UCLA to Georgia. That was a guy that Dale McGee had been on for a while. He went to California to watch him. He came on as official – it's interesting. He went on an official visit to Texas A&M, and everybody thought he was going to Texas A&M. Our Texas A&M guys felt really good, and I thought, well, maybe Texas A&M got him. Uh, he comes to Georgia, and he flips probably 24 hours after leaving campus. He flips to Georgia. So that was a recruiting win over Texas A&M for a kid that was committed to UCLA. So kind of tells you where the world is now. But I think everybody wants to know, is there going to be a second running back in this class? And, you know, obviously there's – you got to be real careful this topic. Justice Haynes is going to be there this weekend. He has said that he comes because of the hobnail boot. He always goes to Jordan-Tennessee game with his dad, Veron Haynes. So 
listen, it's not hurting Jordan to have him on campus. As right now, I don't see anything with him flipping. I mean, everything I heard behind the scenes, everything he said publicly. Uh, but but you know, it doesn't hurt George at all to have him there in that environment. So we'll see if anything comes of that. But you know, my my gut feeling right now, if they were unable to get anything out of Justice Haynes, my opinion, they're gonna probably go portal with that second running back for class of 2023. Um, get somebody in here that you know they think can really, really help right now and we'll see where they go. But um, you know, it's Georgia has a chance to be number one and they got to finish up a few spots, but I, right now it wouldn't be a really ton of concern. I think they've answered a lot of questions, especially defensive back, um, and linebacker it inside linebacker is, I mean, Glenn Schumann has to be sitting there smiling every single night, knowing he's, he was done early and he's got three guys that are flat out producing. I'm telling you right now, this inside linebacker group. He's got three guys that can flat out go get it uh, in Troy Bowles, C.J. Allen, and Raylan Wilson. I think Raylan Wilson's an NFL, potential NFL first-round draft pick. I love him. I think he's the number one linebacker in the country just to me for what he does. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited to watch and see what he does in that. C.J. Allen, I'll tell you this, in all my years I've been doing this, 12 years now, he would be in the top two or three ever that I've that I've heard so much good stuff about off the field. I've, I've I can't tell you how many people has talked to me that have talked to me about CJ Allen and what type of person he is off the field. But man, when you watch him on the field, it's hard. It is hard not to say Roquan Smith because the area he's from, Middle Georgia, he's from Lamar County, and the makeup of him. I covered Roquan. Uh, you know, and kind of a, you know, kind of a country kid in middle Georgia, just, just all about football. So CJ Allen, Lamar County, uh, I'm telling you, man, he, he is special. Talking about Justice Haynes, Anna told Cloud said, can we get Varon Hayes to be the game day guest picker? Maybe let him call the dogs. You know, that, that'd be playing chess, not checkers out there. Yeah. Georgia don't make that decision. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, interesting i have no insight so people don't run with this but it is interesting that nick chubb is off this week and um i know i know nick obviously personally and nick chubb is a huge georgia fan and he he was a huge georgia fan before he ever played so if they were to ask nick chubb it would be hard for me to say him turn that down but he's kind of quiet too so it'd be interesting to see but that that was a name kind of people brought up you know i talked about it and um that would be cool to me to see nick be able to do that but we'll see where it goes I'd be interested to see it. He was always a great interview, but sometimes you'd ask him something and he'd go, yeah. That's, he's, that's got, not all he's, got. <laughs> he's got, you know, Nick's gotten better. You know, he's even social media post stuff. You know, he's all into his Batman logo and that's kind of his thing, but he's gotten better. I mean, as a sophomore, junior, and senior covering in high school, man, it was, you know, it was he was a very, very quiet individual. I had a chance to go up to Cleveland a couple weeks ago and watch him play, and they lost at the end, but man, I'm sitting there and sitting in Cleveland Stadium, and it's kind of surreal for me to see every – I mean, everybody in that stadium had a Nick Chubb jersey on. I just thought, man, this kid, you know, obviously he's a well-loved, but from Cedartown, Northwest Georgia, state of Georgia, University of Georgia. But, you know, right now Nick Chubb, is he's the guy in Cleveland, and that was awesome to see. No doubt about it. Um, so Rusty will have names as we go throughout this week, as we compile who is going to be on hand Saturday. You mentioned Justice Haynes for the podcast, Rusty. Any other names you want to throw out there, or just you know maybe positions you're interested in, guys we may wind up seeing in Athens on Saturday? Well, right now I just really I'm still 
putting together stuff. Um, you know, and for me in the state of Georgia, you know, you're going to see a guy here. I'll give you an example. There's a guy, there's a kid named Zayden Walker. Who's a 2025 linebacker at Sly County. And I'm, I'm telling you, he's going to be a, he potentially could be a top 10 player in the country. I mean, he is a super freak as a sophomore. I saw him last year as a freshman, had him in an all-star game and, uh, just a, just an absolute baller. He's going to be there. Um, you know, if you even want to go lower than that, a kid that's kind of captured the national scene a little bit, the 2026 quarterback from Carrollton, Juju Lewis. And, you know, Carrollton's 10 and 0. This kid's thrown for like 2,000 yards. And I mean, it's crazy what he's doing early on. So, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of players, uh, a very talented, deep in state, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a, a good bit of uh, out of state guys here. At, how we're going to try to handle this is we're going to work all day, confirm with control. I'm going to try to put out a, a really good list tomorrow morning, and then we'll just add uh, as the week goes. So it's going to be uh, a lot of names, and it's going to be deep. You know, it's going to be really, really deep. Uh, I was sitting there looking at pictures last night of the Notre Dame game, and you sit there and you look at, you know, Theo Johnson sitting there with Darnell Washington and all of these high, high-level, you know, recruits that are that are now, you know, producing uh in in the um in college football so that's what you see you see these guys saturday and three years from now two years from now they're they're stars all over the country a lot of them university of georgia yeah if i'm not mistaken i think darnell talked about that game uh earlier this year and talked about i mean that that notre dame game was a big reason that experience was part of the reason he came to georgia Mm -hmm. Uh, you you mentioned one of the 2025 guys just generally how valuable is a game like this on saturday for the 2024s, for the 2025s, the younger guys that are going to be on hand. I'll tell you this: I don't get into it too much, um, but the too too young. But I'll tell you this: the 2025 defensive line group in the state of Georgia. I, I haven't seen anything like this this early on. They got edge rushers. They got they got a kid 2025 at Charlton County, Champ Bettys High School. Elias Williams. He's a six foot seven edge guy. Um, you go up the coast there and you go to uh, Savannah Christian. I went over there and saw their guy, uh, Elijah Griffith. He's ranked the top five in the country already. He's a 6'3", 295-pound defensive lineman. I'm telling you, the 2020 – and those two kids were in the Georgia-Florida section. They were in the Georgia section this past weekend. So if you want to dig a little bit into 25, one thing I can tell you, it's been down a little bit in the state of Georgia defensive line. The 2025 class is not down. And it is going the defensive line front seven group in the 2025 class of the state of Georgia is going to be as deep as I've ever seen it. And they're deep on on the outside and they're deep on the inside with tackles, uh, edge guys, defensive ends. And I know Georgia's probably salivating looking at that board because that doesn't come along too often. Good stuff, Rusty. Anything else you want to say on the recruiting front before we wrap this episode up and, and get ready? I'm going to leave here in a few minutes, go talk to Kirby and uh, some of the players for a, a big uh, Monday press conference. Yeah, people were talking here and saying a lot of stuff about, um, you know, um, Tennessee and how you feel and, and all this kind of stuff. Jordan is going to a press conference. If you are not a member of the Hawks 247, this would be a great time. To come on board. I don't even know what is it, eight dollars a month or something. Just skip skip that one Bojangles, skip that one Bojangles meal a month, like I've been doing lately. And uh I think you'll enjoy the coverage, and especially a week like this. This is uh, you know, when there's a mega, mega recruiting deal like this, um, and, and we will have reaction after the game, quick from those kids, and then we'll have the you know, follow-ups, those type of things. So 
Um, I'll tell you this, be a good week to, to, to join. And I don't think it's going to be all that quiet on the commitment front. I'll give you that little nugget. We'll see what happens in the next seven days. Always got to be listening to the podcast. Rusty drops these little nuggets for you guys. You got to gotta always listen. I was going to mention, too, tonight, I'm going to try probably around 8 o'clock, maybe do a Twitter space, get some more people, because this is going to be a big week, and there's going to be no shortage of content. We can promise you that. Yep. Oh, man, this, this, is, this is a fun one, and uh, we'll get Kip back tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to be in Athens Friday morning live uh, from 9 to 11, 929. The game, you can listen anywhere in the country. We'll have some special guests on, so. I'll be in Athens Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You know it's a big one when I get a four-dayer. <laughs> well, all right, everybody. We are going to wrap this episode up. Appreciate, Rusty, for taking some time to to fill us all in on the recruiting front because there's a lot to know and a lot to pay attention to. Pay attention to our board all week. Rusty's going to have all kinds of insight. And uh, as he said, if you're going to pick a week to subscribe, this is the week to do it because there's going to be all kinds of good stuff. So we're going to wrap this episode up for Rusty Mansell. I am Jordan Hill. Appreciate everybody who is watching this live. Appreciate everyone who is listening after the fact. But we're going to wrap this up. Just a reminder, we're going to have three episodes this week. I'm shooting for Tuesday and then probably another one on Thursday with some of the Tennessee Volunteers gang over there at Balls 247. So uh, look out for that. But until then, take care. Mount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.